Hey there, welcome. Today's episode is called You Don't Have To. I'm Molly Cash, and this is Start and Keep Going. So like a lot of my episodes, this is kind of based on moms, but if you're not a mom, that's okay. This is still applicable. So hang with me. But I mentioned moms because moms are infamous for having a huge to-do list. Never-ending, growing to-do list that just never gets done. And that's not to say that moms never do stuff. They certainly do. It's just that we moms are saddled with so much responsibility and we take on more than we even need to. And so it's kind of this universal problem of the never-ending to-do list. Now, the thing about this to-do list that I want to tell you is that it's all optional. You don't have to do any of it. You might be thinking I'm crazy. You might be thinking that's ridiculous. And that's fine. I get it. But it really is true that you don't have to do anything on your list. Nobody is forcing you. And in most cases, you're the one who wrote that list. You made it up. Now, does that mean there are no consequences for not doing the things on your list? No. Does that mean that you made a bad list and you shouldn't have done that? No. Your massive never-ending to-do list is full of wonderful things that would be awesome to do. Probably a lot of things that you want to do, genuinely. But also a lot of things you don't want to do that you just have to do. Or that's how it feels, at least. So why am I here telling you that you don't have to do any of it? Well, because the problem with these huge to-do lists is that we can't get them done. Most of the time, it's impossible. Maybe you have a shorter list that you actually write down and you can get those things done and that's great. But I think most of us have the big list in our heads that goes on and on forever that truly would not be possible to actually accomplish all of it. So what happens there is we either turn inward and say, I can't do this. I'm a failure. I'm not good enough. And we are shaming ourselves. Or we turn outward into blame instead and say, why should I have to do this? Why doesn't somebody else do this stuff? And then we build up all this resentment. So the never-ending to-do list of things we have to do is a problem because one way or the other, we end up feeling terrible which doesn't help us get the stuff done, by the way. How productive are you when you feel like a failure? How productive are you when you feel resentment about the things you're supposed to be doing? So if we could wave a magic wand and just get all of the things crossed off the list, then we think we'd feel better. But since that's not possible, that's not happening, I think we should take this other approach of remembering that it's optional and we don't have to do any of this stuff. Now, this is easy when it comes to like extravagant St. Patrick's Day breakfasts, okay? I think a lot of us can agree that's not necessary. If that's your thing, great. But if you don't want to, if you're not into it, if you're not good at it, totally doesn't matter. It's fine. Same with over-the-top birthday parties, okay? Some people love doing that and that's awesome. But if it's not your thing, it's fine. I think most of us agree on that. 
But it gets harder to believe that things are optional when it's like making dinner or helping your kids with their homework. Like, who's going to do it if I don't do it? It just it needs to get done. I have to do it, right? What about even the most basic continuing to take care of your kids day in and day out? That certainly feels like a have to, right? But I'm telling you, it is optional. And I'm not here to encourage you to stop taking care of your kids or stop feeding them or not read to them or any of that. I just want you to realize that this is a choice you are making. You don't actually have to do it. And even if the alternative is a choice that you would never want to make, you still have a choice. The reason I think this is an important distinction is that it feels so different to think, I want to feed my kids dinner rather than I have to make dinner for my kids. I want to care for these children versus I have to. It's important to me to throw this extravagant birthday party rather than I have to or else. Think about whatever's stressing you out right now and just know it's optional. You don't have to do it. You may be thinking, okay, fine, I don't have to, but I really should. And I'm sorry, but I've got to challenge the should too. See, the problem with should is that it's never true. It's never factual. It's always based in opinion. And often not even your own opinion. We have so many shoulds imposed upon us by society, by our families, friends, various, you know, social expectations or norms. And a lot of the time we just take it on without a second thought. We don't even think about whether we agree that we should do this thing. We just know that somebody out there thinks we should. And so we put it on the list. So should is really subjective. And it also ends up feeling a lot like have to. So we're going to throw out should also. All right. So if we don't have to do anything and there's nothing that we should do even, then why do we do anything? Why do we do any of this stuff? Some of it we just want to. And that's great. I think we should all do way more of stuff that we just want to do. But other than that, we generally want the result that doing the thing will get. Do I really want to make dinner? No. But do I want my children to be fed? Yes. That's the result I'm looking for. And when I shift my mindset away from I have to make dinner to I want to make dinner because I want my children to be fed, it just feels totally different. That feels more like I'm doing this out of love rather than obligation. So again, I'm not suggesting that you stop doing all the things that you do and forget your list completely. But if we can shift our focus away from I have to do this thing or I should do this thing, then it forces us to come up with an actual reason to do it. And that gives us a lot more purpose, which generally feels way better than I have to. I'll give you an example from lots of years ago when my husband wore um, dress shirts to work every day. And so he needed those cleaned and ironed and I did it for him. I did it every week. I would iron a bunch of shirts 
and he would work late and so he'd be at work and I would put on a movie and iron and I I hated it. <laughs> I mean the movie made it better, but I did not like ironing and I remember feeling kind of resentful, like why do I have to do this? These aren't even my shirts. And at the same time, he worked so much that he didn't really have the time to do it himself. So I really felt like I had to and I hated it. But at some point, I don't even remember what like spurred this on but at some point I just thought of it as doing service for somebody that I love and all of a sudden I didn't hate it anymore I didn't even mind it was kind of fun actually because by then I had gotten pretty good at ironing and I was pretty fast getting through all the shirts I remember one thing that helped me stay in that mindset was um, trying to see it from his point of view that he would come home late after working super long days and have all of his shirts clean and ironed and ready for him. And I just would try to imagine what that would feel like on the receiving end. Like, wow, that's awesome. That would be so nice to have a person willing to do that for you. So when I thought of it like that, I was like, yeah, I want to be that person. And it made all the difference. It turned this chore of absolute drudgery into something that I enjoyed, that I even started to look forward to because I felt so good doing it. All from changing, I have to do this, to I'm going to do this because that's who I want to be. Now, I have to warn you here, uh, there's a fine line between, oh, that would be so nice to receive that and that's who I want to be. I want to provide that gift. And he's going to love this. He's going to appreciate it so much. He's going to come home and just tell me how wonderful I am because I ironed his shirts. Now, that may have happened, but certainly not every time. And I'm sure you can imagine a scenario in which that doesn't happen on the regular. And then we're back to resentment, right? Because the result that we are expecting, that we are working for, is from somebody else. It's something we can't control. Just because I think that's an awesome gift to give somebody doesn't mean that they feel the same way. And even if they do feel the same way, that doesn't mean they will necessarily express that in a way that I recognize or that feels like appreciation to me. And so you've got to be careful not to get yourself wrapped up in a result that you can't control. This is especially important to remember with kids. We do so many things for our kids and so much of it just kind of goes over their heads. They don't even notice a lot of it, let alone appreciate it, let alone tell us that they appreciate it. The fact is, unfortunately, we just can't make them think or feel or do what we want them to. And it can be so frustrating when you go to all this effort to do something for the kids. You know, pack up the family in July and go get a seat early for the parade and go to all this trouble so that they will have fun. And then for whatever reason, they don't have fun. They choose not to. Maybe they're tired or they just don't feel good or they have a bad attitude for some reason. And all of your efforts feel like they're wasted because... They didn't have fun. They didn't have the good time that you were trying to provide for them. But here's the thing. You provided it. They just didn't receive it. 
It's a two-part deal. You can give, you can offer, you can provide. But then because your kids have their own set of thoughts and beliefs, they will interpret the experience however they do, and they'll take from it what they will, what they choose to. So it's kind of a hard pill to swallow, but really offering is, all, is the best we can do. Which is why I like to turn it around and say, I want to offer this because that's who I want to be. I want to provide the opportunity for them to have fun if they so choose. And then I don't have to be wrapped up in their experience because my job is done. I did what I set out to do and I had a good reason for doing it. And that's all I need to worry about. So the next time you're frustrated by your super long to-do list, or even if you're not frustrated, take a look at some of these things that you quote unquote have to do and see if you have an actual good reason for doing them. If you strip away the have to and you strip away the should, do you have a reason that you want to do it? Does it align with who you want to be or with your values? Is there some result that doing this thing will get you that's within your control, remember, and it's worth doing it so you can get that result? If you can't answer yes to any of those, maybe just stop doing it. I wouldn't recommend like dropping everything on your to-do list right now that you can't find a really great reason for. My friend who knows all about trees has told me that you don't want to prune more than, I think, 20% of a tree each year because you take away more than that and the health and stability of the tree is compromised. So I kind of think of people as the same way. And when we find thinking patterns or these things that we're doing and we don't really have a good reason for and we want to change these things, if we try changing it all at once, we can become really unstable. So it's okay to just start with one thing because it will have a ripple effect and grow outward from that without you having to overhaul your entire life and all your habits all at once. So maybe just pick one thing. Pick the thing that brings up the most resentment for you, the thing that you find yourself wondering, why me? Why do I have to do this? Remind yourself you truly do not have to. Remember that telling yourself you should do it isn't helpful either. And if it's something you really want to keep doing, find out why. Give yourself a good reason and let that fuel a desire in you to do the thing rather than staying stuck in the powerlessness of I have to. If this is helpful for you, please share it with a friend. That would mean the world to me. I will talk to you soon.